got a feeling to be lying on the ceiling. Hello, welcome to a brand new series of Rahula Stupa. It's amazing we've been recommissioned. This is series 20, I'm over the moon, episode 301, with Ed Gamble, who is less cocky and rude than he usually is, but still very funny. Look, in November, I am doing lots of charity work because I'm just a great guy. Uh, all of the money we're making from uh, Amazon subscriptions on Twitch and badge money is going to Movember. You can also donate to Movember with your own money, rahalastupa.co.uk slash Movember with a little m. Um, but if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can give us free money by linking Amazon Prime and Amazon gaming accounts and then subscribing for the month and £3.50 of your £5 that you don't even pay for will go to Movember. Also, your badge money. You get lots of extras if you become a monthly badger, including thousands of backstage interviews, well, hundreds, uh, and other sorts of extras, a badge, membership card, secret code, emails, stand-up videos, all kinds. Of, I can't even list what's there. Uh, that's on gofasterstripe.com slash badges. Um, and I'm giving my gig and other money to refuge and scope you can still get hold of a christmas emergency questions book which i will sign if you make a donation at rahalastaba.co.uk slash scope 10 pounds or more if you give 25 pounds or more i will write you a handwritten exclusive individual question and dedicate it to whoever you want just email me at herring1967 at gmail after you have made your donation and give me your address and who you want the book dedicated to uh, also my book the Problem With Men is now out at all good bookshops, so if you're passing by, just press your nose against the window and have a look at it. I believe they do some books online now, uh, so you can go to gofasterstripe.com and get one with a signed book plate, which I've drawn a cock on, plus a special badge, or you can get the audiobook from wherever you get your audiobooks, Audible. If you go to Audible and you're not with Audible, you can do the monthly, just sign up, you get a free book, take this, then just unsign up when you've listened to it, and you still keep the book, I believe. Any kidding, so you listen to whenever you want, and that book is for free. And I think I still probably counts as a sale. I don't know, I don't know how it works, but anyway, check out The Problem with Men. It'd be lovely if you'd buy that. If you've enjoyed it, please recommend it to friends. Please write a review on Amazon or wherever you get your books. Uh, and uh, I, I'm really pleased with it, so that's not something I say lightly. I think it is good. I'm my own worst critic, but my self criticism is mediocre at best. Anyway, let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Edward Gamble. Hello, please welcome a man who has not thought of anything to say at the start. It's Richard Herring. Hello, it's me, Richard Herring. It feels like uh, age since I've uh, done one of these. It's only two weeks. We did one last week in a theatre where I was the guest. We'll talk about that in a sec. And I've completely forgotten everything. I put myself on screen during the countdown. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Welcome to Richard Herring's Lunar Soda on Tap podcast. That's right. It's a topical reference if you're listening to the podcast from two weeks ago. Uh, we've got water on Earth, NASA, you idiots. What a waste of money that was. But I was hanging around with uh, Kim Kardashian uh, and her closest inner circle on a private island, pretending things were normal for a brief moment in time. Um, and she calls it Rahalastapa, apparently, so I don't know if that's going to 
catch on. I'm here. I'm on the island now. This is where you can see me luxuriating. It's wonderful here. <laughs> I hope I hope you're having a lovely time. Um, and yes, yeah, so look, oh, here's the stuff to uh, to worry about. Uh, episode 300 went out last week. It was a wonderful thing, but you can still, if you're at home watching this on Twitch, you can watch it now. You can download it at rahalastapa.co.uk slash 300 uh, and uh, pay some money to Refuge. And there's 30 minutes of extra. So even if you're watching this a week late, uh, you can get the extras from that address as well. So please, all the money will go to Refuge. Over a thousand people. That's got to be eight thousand pounds. I'm no mathematician, but that's pretty good. Um, and uh, lots of things are happening. I'm doing November in November, so um, I'll be growing a lovely mustache for you to enjoy. If you go to rahalaspa.co.uk/slash/november, you can sponsor me. I'm going to put all the money from Twitch streams and badges into that as well. So if you're on Twitch and you're with Amazon Prime. Do subscribe in November and use your free subscription and we can take Ian Amazon's money and give it to men with testicular cancer. And I think that is the the best thing we can do with Ian Amazon's profits from the COVID time. Uh, Also, if you want to have a copy of Christmas Emergency Questions. Oh, no, it it doesn't work against the background because it's green. Um, uh, And um, uh, for, for Christmas, I'll sign it. I'll even write a question in it. If you go to rahalaspa.co.uk slash scope, Make a donation to Scope there and then send me your address and I'll send you a signed copy of Emergency Questions or with an Emergency Question extra handwritten in it that I've done myself. Uh, That's for a bit more money, plus some free stickers while stocks last and some free other stuff if you give enough much money. So go and do that. I don't know. I'm just an amazing guy, I guess. That's all I can... I'm just doing... I'm just giving all my... I don't think Ed Gamble's doing it. I'm giving all the money I earn in in November to charity. I'm just a great guy. I don't like to talk about the charity work I do. Um, but um, uh, and oh, I'm doing a live Rahalasta, but hopefully, uh, if uh, if distancing allows, which I'm sure it seems it will, at the Alexandra Palace, the Ali Pali, I may take Ali and Sally with me to the Ali Pali, uh, and we have Robin Asquith as one of the guests. I don't know who the other guest is yet, but uh, he's from Confessions of a Window Cleaner. It's going to be a new Brian Blessed. I can promise you that. Right, so that's most of that stuff out the way. Oh, look, my books arrived. The problem with men. I've got a copy of it. It's available now. Not if you're watching it live. It's out on the 5th of November. So, um, look, here's my topical material from two weeks ago, or now, if you're watching live. Uh, I'm very sad to see Frank Boff uh, passed away. Uh, let's have a look at him. There he is up there. It's like it's just exactly like uh, John Oliver, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He presses the buttons himself. He probably does, actually, at the moment. Uh, and uh, it, I was sorry to see him go, but it, in 1988, when he first got into trouble, I wrote my best ever joke. Uh, uh, he, you remember, he took drugs and was found uh, using sex workers. That seemed to be a problem at the time. He was literally the worst person who ever worked at the BBC for the awful things he consensually did. And there aren't many people on TV taking drugs and having unusual sex, I can tell you. So I'm glad they weeded out the one person doing that. Uh, but anyway, I came up with a brilliant joke as a student, and I couldn't use it because I wasn't on TV. I did it to a seller of 20 people. My joke, too many Cokes spoil the boff. Come on! And I can use it now. That, I could have been on Mock the Week with that. That would have all I've been to say. Um, uh, but also the other jokes, and then he went on to be never worked again. The other joke I had involving uh, personality uh, was me and Stuart Lee, we are very against the Groucho Club. 
uh, when we started out, and we actually made a bet with each other that we wouldn't go. The first one to go to the Groucho Club had to give the other £100. Um, Stuart was the first one to go when he didn't give me £100, and that tells you the kind of calibre of person he is. Um, but we didn't like it. You know, it's Groucho Marks based on he wouldn't be a member of any club that had him as a member, so they hilariously used it as Groucho Club for that. Uh, and my joke at the time about that was... Uh, I wouldn't join the Groucho Club because I wouldn't be a member of any club that had Angus Deaton as a member. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he got into trouble for taking drugs and having sex and stuff. Me, just the two. It was only Frank Boff and Angus Deaton. I thank God they weeded them out because there aren't any of those left now. There's no one on TV who's ever taken cocaine. Oh, dear. Uh, and uh, the other news, the topical news this week uh, is uh, this was the front page of the BBC website. And it's good to see this news make the news. This is Lily Allen. Uh, masturbating in a relationship isn't wrong. That's the news. <laughs> That's BBC news. <laughs> Lily Allen has decided. And it's only a very short step, Lily, from th- from understanding that you are correct. Masturbating in a relationship isn't wrong. Uh, and nor is having sex with a sex robot. That is, you're only one step away. It's the same thing, in it masturbating and having sex with a sex robot. You're building up to it, Lily, and I'm very glad that that is the front page of the BBC. <laughs> and yet, Frank, imagine if Frank Boff had said that on breakfast time, he'd have been sacked immediately. And now it's on the BBC website. He must be turning in his grave, literally. Now he must be literally doing it. Anyway, look, fuck this. Let's get on with uh, this show. I think I've done everything I was meant to do. Buy my book. Problem with men. Audio book. Ebook. Hard, that's a hardback book. It's quite tiny. Look, it's not, not very long. Look how long it is. Not very long. Um, you'll be able to read it in a day. It's good. Um, so my guest tonight, he's, he's known for a few things. He's probably known for playing himself on Most Annoying People of 2010. I don't know if that was... <laughs> I don't know if he was talking about himself. But you'll know him for his hilarious character, Selsden Krupp. That is what he's probably best known for. We'll talk at great length about that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ed Gamble. There he is. That was the thing I found about you. Sel- Selston. Selston Krupp. Yeah. yeah. And for the few people who uh, didn't see that character, can you? And I did see it, and I'm not really clear what the character was. Can you take us through well, what? Well, Rich, what you should, you should know what the character is, because what? the character's full name is romantic novelist Selston Krupp. Okay, so, so he's a, he's a, a romantic little bit novelist. like um, Garth. He's a bit like Garth Marenghi. Oh, it wasn't just a little bit like Garth <laughs> Marenghi. It was Garth Marenghi, but exclusively dick jokes. It was it was Garth Marenghi, Alan Partridge, and David Brent. I did it when I was a student. <laughs> I got to the final of the Chortle Student Comedian of the Year competition, yeah. uh, and I was very happy with that. You were very uh, confident. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest backhanded compliment you can give any comedian ever. Really great confidence, man. So confident. Well, it's interesting. John Cairns was on the other week, and he there's a there's from the sim- similar vintage, maybe even the same year. There is a clip of him from the Short Student Awards. It doesn't, and he, and he's he his he isn't fully formed as a comedian at that yeah. point. I'd say. Yeah, I it, mean, and I mean, you can see that you you know you. There's some jokes and stuff in yours, you know, that, that yeah. make sense. Yeah, there was some jokes that made sense, and I was confident. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the thing, like those when you, they're quite good gigs to do when you're a student because you actually get an audience and they're proper gigs. But he films them, and then when you become a professional comedian, he refuses to take them down. 
So, thank fuck it was a character name and some people are smart enough to also pick different names or change their name when they get into professional comedy. But imagine trying to get gigs and they're like, well, just Google a video of you. Oh, wait, you're awful. You're dying on your ass at a student union. Oh, dear. It's good. You should be proud of it. You should be very proud of it. I'm what do you proud remember of my about... Com- proud of my confidence. What do you remember? And that was only two years later. You were on Most Annoying People of 2010, or maybe three years later. I guess it was three, the end of Three years later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess they wait till the end of 2010 to decide who was the, mo- who was the most annoying person of 2010. Do you remember? Um, I have absolutely no memory of anyone that we talked about because I did it when, <laughs> when I was in a double act uh-huh. uh, with Ian Boldsworth and we did it together. All uh, right. Uh, and all I remember about that is we did a bit about someone who was in the background of a news report doing something silly and we reenacted it and Ian went behind me and uh, I didn't know he was doing this. He just dropped, dropped his trousers in the background of the shot. Uh, and I just remember that made the edit. I turned around. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> but that, I think that was one of my first TV gigs. They must have been. Yeah. With that. Must have been. I mean, I'm amazed neither of those two. You've had two introductions already. And neither of those two made it. So that's a, that's four things. I would have wanted to be fair. Yeah. Last time you were introduced as uh, Ed Campbell from Love Island, so that wasn't. Yeah, really that doesn't new. count. That doesn't count. Is that passed? Is that passed on now? The the Love Island. It occasionally just... it occasionally rears its head now yeah. and again. I'd say I get a message a week of someone going, <laughs> "Oh, what's the bloke from Love Island doing doing that?" I just really want a message back going, "You've really missed that wave." Like there was a time when you could have really got on board with that, but now it's a bit late. <laughs> Sad. I actually. mean, I think. I think the thing with those reality TV, they, 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 the fame of the people passes so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there are very few of them are remembered even a year later. But like, if you go back to early Big Brother, you can remember Nasty Nick and maybe a couple of the, maybe the first Big Brother might be unfair, but people like Science from Big Brother, you know, what, where, what became of Science oh, yeah. from Big Brother? Science. to him. And I remember him. And there's a lot of people who I don't remember from Big Brother. What happened to, what happened to science time. in general, Richard? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. Cheers. It was personified in a man, and then that man disappeared, and all science was lost. As soon we shouldn't as, have stored all our science in science. As soon as Michael Gove said, we don't want experts, science exploded. <laughs> oh, dear. So I've been listening. You're doing a lot of podcasts at the moment. I mean, like, I've, I think even I thought, that's too many podcasts. <laughs> that's too many podcasts for one. That's a lot. I thought that's a lot of, when I was listening to the Radio X podcast, yeah. I think the latest one, I thought it's a lot of talking he's got to do. Mm-hmm. In a, oh, he's got to come up with a lot of chat. And a, a lot of yours are chatting with people about things, a lot of these, uh, the podcasts you're doing. Well, uh, but the Taskmaster podcast, yeah. the Off Menu podcast, yeah. I know you recorded some of those in advance. Um, the Radio X, Col- uh, Collins and Heron podcast. Um, <laughs> it does really remind me. <laughs> it absolutely re- listened to it. It just gave me flashbacks because it's like, I love the way you're having ideas in the moment. Oh, yeah. And then really running with them. But it's entertaining. I mean, you made, uh, and, you, and you then referred to it, you made uh, a, <laughs> an item about how many shirts versus... Uh, jumpers you had yeah. last for probably about an hour of airtime with the <laughs> with the records in between, and you really and you realise we can stretch this out, uh, and you, and then kept going. No, no, let's wait yeah. till the next record to do the next. And it was entertaining. Yeah, but, but I it, I, that, I recognised that feeling. Yes, well, that I mean, the idea of taking one silly idea and spinning it out for as long as possible is basically that's 
the Richard Herring principle. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, yeah, we when you say it's very nice of you to say we you know come up with ideas in the moment and really run with them we do no pre-preparation is basically what that means we don't do any prep uh and I, matthew is you counted your jumpers mate come on i can look went, i counted my jumpers counted but we do a link on saying i'm going to announce how many jumpers i have a link where vin and matthew guess how many jumpers i have then i reveal how many jumpers i have then we do another link where we decide what item of clothing we're going to do next week it's really it's bad radio I think it's good radio, yeah. but it felt like to me, having listened to quite a few of your podcasts, I thought it sounds a bit like a man who's doing a, a lot of. Then has, <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult, to, <laughs> difficult to think. At least the other ones are set, you know, off menu, and we're going to talk about food. Taskmaster, we're going to talk about Taskmaster. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed. It. I thought the top five list was a very good uh, feature. I've, I've thought of. I've got, I've got a really hard one for you to. All right, it's gettable. It's gettable. So the idea of this is, and this was suggested by a listener, right? As this all idea. our stuff is now, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I give you a list of top five things and you have to guess what they're my top five of. Yes. Okay. Lewis, Bishop, Short, Rice, Fisher. That is, is, is gettable. That's, no, it's hard though, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard. And it's and there's some trickery in there. There's There's... Some some fluid interpretation of the of the See, they, they all sound like they could be names. Yeah, and is some it, of them are. Is it some only some of them are? Oh, yeah, go on. What go on? Oh, because I was going to go with like mostly that. policemen who are sidekicks to TV detectives. That does sound like that. That's why Lewis was a good call. Yeah, um, but I don't remember Rice. I mean, was there a show in the seventies called Curry and Rice? Or <laughs> Uh, sh- uh, Short and Fisher, I think, are the ones that would give it to you. But even Fisher is a bit tricky. Uh, like I could, I think this might be too much of a clue. But this, the, the rice one, is quite uh, slightly tangential. But if I said Benny and Bjorn and Rice, that might give it to you. But only if you know what, why they are connected. Well, Benny and Bjorn and Rice. So Abba and then Tim Rice. Yeah, did they what, write? What? Did they write something together? Ah, oh, they did. So, but is what it is it? Musical. It was a musical, yeah. but what was the musical called? What was it about? Let's see if anyone's got it in there. Well, was it? Did they write? Mama, no got... Did they write Mamma Mia together, or am I? No, or someone, someone's, someone's got it in the in the chat, but it's taken a it's taken a while for them to get it. It was a hard one. And they're my favorite. They're my top five chess men. Chess men. Yeah. So some of them are play chess. The Lewis Chessman is a chess man. It's literally a piece of chess. A bishop is a chess man. Yeah. And they wrote and they wrote the music. They, they wrote chess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's very that's very hard, Richard. You're right. It was very hard, but I thought you might get it because you know you're good at quizzes and stuff. You're the I, I noticed you've got uh you're the reigning uh Taskmaster champion at the moment. As, reigning as, TM as, champ. As right and and the longest reigning uh Taskmaster champion due to the the, the fact that they weren't allowed to do them for a while. Yes. So thanks, you've, you've to, been... thanks to COVID and the channel change, I am the <laughs> longest reigning Taskmaster champion. Uh, yeah. And also got House of Games as well there. Yeah. I've got House of Games and I've got House of Games champion of champions. So. Yeah. And also I'm the champion of death. That's what that uh, trophy is there. Okay. The champ of death. I don't know if everyone could see that. We we can only see Greg's head. That's as far as we can see. Ah, so you right. might be lying. <laughs> you might be lying around all the other stuff. <laughs> 
Um, do you enjoy? I, I really enjoyed House of Games. Have they asked you back to do a champion, a champion? No, they haven't. And every it's time, I, every time I see Richard Osman, he goes, "Oh, we should get you back to do Champion of Champions." And last time I saw him, I just went, "Bullshit, Osman! You've, I'm calling you on that. You say that every time. You never get me back. I'd love to do it." Champion of Champions is a whole. It's a. It's a new level. It's the next level. Well, I look. I don't think Literally. it is because Mine. Nish Kumar won his uh, week of House of Games and got invited back to do Champion of Champions. Um, and on his original week of House of Games, he said that uh, chickens were an animal that you could milk. So I don't think the level of competitor is that good. Well, I, I, all I can say is I'm a champion of champions. Nah. Well, I, I'd love the opportunity to be a champion of champions, but I haven't yeah. even been invited back because I'm the bad boy of House of Games. <laughs> and let's talk about the Taskmaster podcast. We'll talk about some other stuff. Like We'll talk about all your podcasts and then we'll talk about some other stuff. Um, the Taskmaster podcast is... I'm on Taskmaster. I don't know if you know I'm on Taskmaster this series. I've seen it, Richard. I've yeah. seen that you're, you're yeah. there. Um, and... Um, I've, I've very, very much uh, enjoyed this job, as I know you did. It's clear from the podcast how much you would just like to be just doing it. Yes. They should let the winner stay on, and that's what you would really like to have. <laughs> should be winner stays on, shouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine the levels of competitiveness we'd get to right then. Um, it's uh, the thing, my regrets about my Taskmaster is I was I was too keen all the time just to do, A, to do the tasks, like, so I didn't stop and think about it. It's very hard, isn't it, though, yeah. to stop and think. So I just went, I went much more route one than I thought I would on nearly all of them. I just did the task, and I was looking out for tricks and traps, but then every time there was one, I kind of forgot, and every time I thought of it, there wasn't one. But that's what, um, that's what Alex will tell you in the little prep at the beginning, the, yeah. for what prep there is. It's very little. Uh, but he will say, just do what do what's in front of you because it will be different to what everyone else thinks. Whatever what what you think is route one is not what anyone else thinks is route one. So <laughs> true, true. So I don't think I think you've got you've got to do it because as soon as you start overthinking it or going, am I being funny enough doing this? It's it yeah. stops being funny. Well, there isn't t- the time is so imperative in most of them as well. I think the ones when you can sit back and have a think about it, like the uh, the one we've seen of mine of the vanishing trick. You have an hour to think about that. And I had an hour to work out how that, you know, I knew there was something with mirrors and I worked out how it would work. Yeah. And, you know, they they help you a little bit and they go and buy you the stuff you need and stuff. So it's not done literally in an hour, but it's, you've got an hour's thinking time. And I was better, I think, at those ones where there was a bit of time to, to, to think, like in terms of being creative. Um, I think the thing I regret is um, not spend. I, I just got all my... Um, my items to bring in i thought oh i'll get it done really quickly and they were really pleased with me that i did it really quickly but i wish i'd stopped and luckily no one stopped well, and thought about it literally but- <laughs> all of, it is the worst series ever for prize tasks but that is i think so to far. its credit yeah so far i mean what are we yeah we've with two in yeah. uh it's the third episode uh third episode tomorrow um yeah i think the first two are pretty Pretty dreadful prize task, but I think it's fu- I think it's funny how exasperated Greg gets about it. <laughs> yeah, Daisy's Daisy's basically just got a bag and swept everything off her countertop and turned up to the studio. It's great, but if you're trying to win, 
that that are the studio tasks are, and the, and the first round are where you can pick up points, which I think Definitely. what you did, isn't it? You were you were very imaginative about your well, I and I, you and you can be imaginative and come up with some funny you know stuff that's funny, which I think I do a bit later on. But I did I, I did okay in the prize tasks. David Badil was actually weirdly quite good at the prize tasks, and then so he'd always start every episode on a high and then drop off a cliff immediately. <laughs> But it's weird because you're sort of, you know, every, in our one, everyone is sort of bad at most of it and, then, and has a moment of genius every now and again. You know, Moan is just so incredible because he'll have a moment of absolute genius, but then he'll have something that is inspired so badly. Yeah. You know, the, the helium in the egg is obviously... The-, the helium in an egg is immediately like a Taskmaster classic moment from any of the series. And... Especially as he still can't, even back in the studio, he still can't really work out why it was stupid. Like everyone's laughing at him, and he's like, "Yeah, I tried to put a helium in an egg." <laughs> I think he's great. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he's he's absolutely. I was sitting next to him all the time. We had a we had a very good time, and he's a very stylish. I mean, he's not that young. He's twenty nine. Uh, oh, twenty eight, twenty nine. But he's a very stylish young man. Yeah, I know. And, but yours, and gets, Richard, you're stylish too, man. Ah, oh, but you know, he gets. He, he eclipsed me. I thought I'll put on a fancy shirt. Everyone will say, "Who's that guy at the end?" <laughs> then he starts coming in with like stick-on fingernail colours that matches yeah. trainers. <laughs> he's a he's a. It gets more. You know, he starts quite soberly. You wait yeah. till you wait till the end. It's, he's a very sexy young man. And well, he's I've, a very, I've yeah. been slightly ahead, and there's an episode where he appears to be wearing a sort of fluffy leopard skin coat and a baker's hat, which I don't think you could pull off, Richard. If I'm honest. Oh dear, that would have been a good. That's a good one. We could have come dressed as each other. That would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. But the the, but the podcast is um is a it's a good addition. So it comes out straight after Taskmaster's finished. It's sort of like um the the Walking Dead thing where that bloke comes on and talks about the Walking Dead. The show. The talk, they, it's called the Big talking, Brothers. Little it's called brother. the Talking Dead. Talking uh, Dead. I'm very much um, trying to style myself as uh, as the Chris Hardwick of UK comedy, yeah. with, without any of the controversies which I believe have been put to bed now. Uh, good um but yours isn't on tv either yours is just no 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 but obviously uh that's what we're pushing for yeah um it's, it will is it winner stays at will the winner of no. series 10 gets for, for, it's <laughs> mine you lot trying to come here and grab my goddamn podcast <laughs> thank you outfits don't matter on podcasts Moan, if you're watching <laughs> Uh, well, it's a very exciting show. It was. It was so. I mean, it's. I think it's the most fun I've ever had doing any job, and it and it barely feels like you can call it a job. Yeah, it's it's so dumb. The whole thing's so so ridiculous. Oh no, I I, I loved it, and I refuse to let go. I think that's clear. Okay, but there might be. You know, if there is a champions of champions, there has been one champions of champion of that. If they don't let you on that, then you know there's something. Oh, if if if, you, if Greg Davis keeps on avoiding, yeah, yeah, you will have you on that. I mean, I don't know what I'd do, Richard, if they <laughs> if they announce champion of champions and they've not called me about it, calling my agent, going, "What? Do you, am I going to be doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. You do that, bye." <laughs> oh God! Even the idea of that has put a chill down my spine. <laughs> Well, it's good. You get lots of extra stuff, extra info. Uh, and I think what's astonishing, and they haven't put out so as much as I thought they would. They've done one very funny extra, but there was so much more stuff in the in the studios, especially. Um, 
that was just uh, that 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 first episode. I think people, a lot of people commented, "Why is Catherine crying?" Yeah, and then they show they show the the, the five minutes that preceded that that didn't get put out because it but, was about sperm coming out of an egg, yeah. okay, having a tube. Bro. That's what I love about Taskmaster is they show the actual show. Then there's a family friendly version on E4 Sundays at six yeah. p.m. And then also there's an extra on YouTube where you're talking about spunk coming out of a dick for ages. <laughs> It's for, it's for all ages if you watch it at the it right is. time. But they because I mean, there was no audience, there was no. I suppose no, because probably they they showed it to a cinema audience, didn't they? That's how we got an audience on it. So they probably have seen the edit. They probably haven't. They may have saw a slightly longer edit. Um, but in our one, no one got to sit, even see all of that stuff. But yeah. I, but I think some people are saying it's better. Some people are saying it's worse without an audience. I think we enjoyed it more without an audience than we might have done in a way because it meant we could dick around more. But it, obviously, the atmosphere was. Was different. I think, like you, you comedically, you could take things further. I think that if a whole room of people had, yeah. had been laughing at that, for example, I think that would have it would have ended because you wouldn't have been able to carry on. I think you're all clearly more relaxed than you might be in front of an audience, and yeah, there is a lot of weeping going on. It wasn't just that moment; like you're all there was, hysterically was, crying for the quite first a lot of two, it. especially. I mean, the, the first two, absolutely all day. It was be- it was just wonderful because it was the first uh, day out of lockdown. First day I'd left like my the environment, you know, my environs of my house uh, in four or five months, uh, and it was just so cathartic. And I think from the comments we're getting, that's how most people are viewing the series as this kind of fun bit of nonsense at the end of the year that kind of gives us all a chance yeah. to just expunge everything yeah. through laughter. But but I've never experienced, you know, as a comedian, you would have hoped you'd experienced it or or caused it to happen to other people. But I've, I've never experienced how, you know, laughing all day and I just left that first day of the first two records feeling, um, admittedly, I'd come first in both of those shows, so that <laughs> might have helped. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I felt, you know, I'd, ne- I'd felt so like like high off just off the and just off laughing. And, yeah, unless they were pu- pumping something in. It's an incredible. It's an incredible time. Tell me about now. Did COVID change the catering? Because the catering on Taskmaster was exceptional when I did it. Yeah, well, it did. Then I think. Well, no, it was. There was. We. It was all. We weren't. We outside of the studio. We weren't really allowed to mix. Oh. Um. And so there was a, re- a dressing room with pre-prepared like cardboard boxes of nice food Did but then we had to go we had to go and sit in a dressing room and eat it alone banoffee at least did I we get did. the banoffee pie <laughs> uh we did have banoffee pie that was nice best yeah. banoffee pie i've ever had there we go okay. i think banoffee pie and we were i was just we're gonna move on to we're puddings. gonna move on to food yeah we're gonna move on to puddings um i don't like the biscuity bit of banoffee pie i would happily eat the rest of it what are you if they about? if they could make banoffee pie uh, of it's Bella's pudding, isn't it? Ban- banoffee pie. It's, sort of <laughs> it's sort of a Bella's pudding. If you take off the biscuit, it's Bella's pudding. So you don't want texture. You just want like prison slop. I just don't like. I don't like any cheesecakes or anything like that because I don't like the biscuity base part of it. And uh, to be honest, I'm finding sweet things. Uh, I've always had a sweet tooth, but super sweet things, which banoffee pie is, I'm finding a little bit hard to to stomach now. I think as I get older, yeah. That well, that's the problem. It's the texture, isn't it? You, your teeth aren't up to it. You just need something you can slurp down with a big straw. <laughs> so when I had uh, James Acaster on recently, not only did I pay him like a proper amount of money for doing it, yeah, because it was supposed to be at the O2, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. So he still got, 
<laughs> he still got his fee, which was like extraordinary. Uh, uh, like it was like TV. It was like proper TV money. I've never known James Acaster. I've never known anyone who cares about money so little wander into such large sums of it. <laughs> he will so do. Hey, he will do we- something and then go. Well, that was fun. You go. Yeah, and we got paid for it, didn't we? You go. Did we? Uh, we wanted this money because it wasn't. He wasn't. He'd say, given in his invoice, and then it hadn't gone through. And then he emailed me about it. So he knew. He wanted this. He knew. He knew that was his input. If you watch it, you can see in his eyes. It's only there for yeah. the. For the <laughs> uh, and uh, but I made him uh, Bella's pudding. Did you? I mean, I say that I I made myself Bella's pudding and ate it in front of him. <laughs> we were socially distanced. But I discovered the recipe. To someone sent me a recipe. I thought that looks like it. Um. And uh, then I made it, and it was and it. It was it. It was it. Especially the day I I made it, I thought this is it's not going to be it. Then it all came together. Oh, it looks like it. Tasted it. Didn't taste like it. Left it till the next day because I was interviewing him in the afternoon. And then when I ate it, it was very sweet. It was basically made of sugar and butter and not much else. Uh, it was incredibly sweet. But the next day, it tasted exactly like I remembered Bella's pudding being. I see. Cold. So the key to Bella's pudding is it's it's just quite old pudding. <laughs> leave it. Yeah. Leave it for a day. <laughs> leave it. But for it just day. became properly caramelly, which it wasn't uh, the night before when it maybe it just needed to rest. But it's meant to be a hot pudding. Mm. This is what we discovered, uh, and um, yeah, basically it's. Uh, so we 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 solved it. I, I you don't have to thank me for doing the off menu podcast i believe i was uh voted the best ever who guest there's been who voted you the best guest there's a lot of been. just a lot a of, lot of people just a lot of people. yeah <laughs> you were a very good guest richard oh shit has your little light your little light's gone off i've just i've just touched a thing and the light went off <laughs> i touched something oh no it's, it's quite moody yeah let me just see if I can turn it on. You carry on talking. It's all right. Um, you were a very good guest, Richard. Thank you. Uh, you um, you came at it from a different angle, I seem to remember. <laughs> well, it was a bit of pre-beginning of COVID uh, fun, wasn't it? So I thought, let's let's have some fun and let's annoy Ed Gamble by doing all the things wrong. <laughs> but that's good. We have so many guests who, you know, do it properly. Yes. It's just a nice... Well, pe- I'm happy to come back on and I'll do it properly for you next time, I promise. I, I don't, I don't believe that for one second, Richard. <laughs> right, I wonder if this will go back on again. You know we can all see you anyway, right? Uh, there we go. No, it's better because like, also make, I've got a background on here that you can't see. Yeah, that, it, I was going to say, in the intro, Yeah, I didn't know that the green screen was actually doing stuff on Twitch. So when you were going, <laughs> yeah. look at a picture of him there, I was like, Richard's lost it. <laughs> like, is this what everyone on Twitch is seeing? Just you sat in front of a green screen pretending there's a picture of Frank Boff next if you to you. If you imagine it, then it's there, right? That's how green screens work. Yeah, it's like, it? can, it's like a projection. <laughs> if you're thinking of it, if you stop thinking of it for any second, it, it, it fades, or like your darkest thoughts. That we had to, I mean, Christ. I mean, there's been some people in trouble for um, being caught uh, interfering with themselves on Zoom chats and that sort of really? thing. Really? see this guy... You see this guy in America who I've forgotten his name and he did some material about him on my stupid puppet show. Uh, but uh, he was on a Zoom call and then he think he thought the Zoom call was finished. And then oh. I think he was on a Zoom call with somebody else. But he was it was a business thing. And, he th- you know, he was essentially at work. So it was um, inappropriate. But he started uh, playing, you know, playing with his old... Uh, I mean, I don't want a family podcast like this. I don't know how best to describe it. 
Uh, but he's got to. But then, like, also there was a th- at the end of one of those shows, we'd had some problems with the the streaming, and Chris was messing around with it and accidentally turned the stream back on again for about eight minutes after the show had finished. And I was sitting here like this, <laughs> and I, luckily I was writing up the notes for that week's episode. But you know, I'm up in a little cocoon up here. There's a screen. Even my wife came come upstairs. She wouldn't know what was going on behind here. And imagine if you were the if you just if you'd done if I'd done that, there's that's it, isn't it? That's game over. I'd be like that guy in America. You know what? It's called something like Toomler or something like that. It's called something Toom because everyone's doing a Me Too joke about him. But he was. But if you're filmed masturbating, which I could, or just picking my nose, or doing any of the many disgusting things I do, that's it, isn't it? It's there. You know, you can't go to people. Oh, please don't, please don't spread that on social Richard, media. Honestly, I think I I think you are uh, overestimating your reputation. <laughs> You'd become I think the if, you were, if you were become... accidentally caught masturbating on a Twitch stream, everyone would yeah. go, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, who's he got on next week? I mean, it might become, you know, it might, it, it might become more popular. As, you know, you become more famous. Yeah. You'd be the bloke who did that. Then people would tune in to see. I'm happy to do it if, if people <laughs> probably want to see it. But it's just being fair. If I can do it knowing I'm being observed, then I'll do it differently than I would do if I was on my You'd own. You'd sw- switch up your technique. Yeah. So it wasn't so weird. I'm a very weird <laughs> masturbatory technique. And the stuff that I have to watch to get myself off is now just, you know, beyond most people's understanding. It's yourself on a green screen with Frank. <laughs> it's me imagining. Ah, oh, dear. Do you think uh, masturbating in a relationship is wrong? Now we're talking about masturbating. I guess it depends when you're doing it. Yeah. If it's, you know, yeah. qu- quickly when they go to the toilet, there's, there's probably something wrong. <laughs> I think, see, she's 35, Lily Allen, so that's fine. Although she's only just got married, so, I mean, there, sh- there shouldn't... I mean, that's great if she wants... If she's if she's got the spirit and the energy, I'm not... Critici- I would never criticise anyone for masturbating on their own uh, or with consenting adults. Uh, but when you're 53, which you're not yet, you you only get a, sh- a shot a day, really. Yeah. You only get one one shot a day. So if, you, if you're lucky, and even, like, sometimes it can knock over to the to the next day. So I've got to really plan my, if I'm going to yeah. do it, I've got to plan in, in case, you know, what if my wife then comes, Oh, Richard, um, I'm, I would like some of my wifely intercourse now as agreed in our marriage contract. Such a good impression of your wife. <laughs> like she's in the room. And I'd have to go, um, Oh yeah, good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's give me a minute. Give me, give me Can 48 hours. <laughs> You do have to have a bit of warning now. So, you know, that's the thing. So it's fine. I think it is it is fine. And I'm glad the BBC agree and have put it on the front of the news. <laughs> I just got what I love about this. It doesn't, you know, it, she's saying, she's basically saying it's okay for women to wank, which is a, is a very positive message. It just made me laugh that that was the headline well, I think of the BBC website. They're just finding anything that isn't COVID now, right? <laughs> like, so they've bumped all the COVID stuff to its own section now. That's how big that is. And then they're struggling for other headlines. It's Bre- yeah. Brexit or uh, Lily Allen it's wanking. Yeah. See, if a woman wanks, it's good. And if a man wanks, it's bad. Ed, that's the that's what the news is telling me. Don't give stuff the away from your book already. Sexist. <laughs> it says sexist against men. Men aren't allowed. We're not even allowed to wank anymore. Women, it's all there. Go ahead, girls. Knock yourself out. It's changed. Things have changed. Um, okay, I've got a, a, an emergency question just for you today that, that will never be done again. I'm going to do 
At some point, I'm going to give you your one that you've already answered twice. Look forward to it. Um, Today, which is the 28th of October, if you're watching in the future, listening in the future, in 1453, Ladislav the Posthumous was crowned King of Bohemia. I might have got his name slightly wrong there because I can't read my own writing. If you were king of a mythical kingdom, which I know Bohemia isn't, but it sounds like it is, what would you like your nickname to be? Because his is Ladislav's the Posthumous. Was that his nickname when he was alive? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? but he <clears> was born after his dad had died. That's why he's called that. It's quiet. That's that caught my eye on Wikipedia. That was on the Wikipedia front page when I was looking you up, um, and I, that caught my eye. But I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole and mainly read about him. Yeah. Instead of you, <laughs> so I thought I'd ask, I thought I'd use that research to a good effect. What would you like to be remembered as? If because that in those days you got to have a your name and the thing you were. Yeah. And that doesn't happen so much now. I tell, I think I would be a good prince regent of a, an imaginary country. I have, yeah. in in the past, I have had uh, self-tape auditions for those uh, straight-to-Netflix Christmas films <laughs> where uh, there's a sort of a, ro- a royal prince in a land that doesn't exist and then, like, a, a, a girl from New York comes and they fall in love. Um, so I think I'd be, I'd be good in that situation, but I don't know what I want my vibe to be. I'd want to yeah. be maybe just. Would I want to be grubby? Would I want to be murdery? Would I want to be nice? Maybe yeah, nice, it... nice and grubby. Because William the Conqueror was also called William the Bastard, so he had two. And I think like I don't know whether it was like other people called him William. The... He was a bastard. He was like born out of wedlock. Yeah. Uh, rather than he was a, I think he was a bit of a bastard. Yeah, I believe I may be wrong. I might be confusing my Williams, but I believe when he died, I think he ruptured his spleen or something. Got a horse. He was quite fat, and uh, all of these people, his retinue and people around him, as he was dying, stripped him of all his stuff and left him to die on his own. Oh, I think. God. <laughs> so that's, uh, I think that's what happened. Uh, I may have got that wrong. We need Greg Jenner in to correct my history, but uh, I think that's what happened. So he wasn't a very nice guy. But uh, you know, but I some, guess some of them wouldn't. I guess you have a nickname that people say to your face, and then you have a nickname that, like, yeah. the, the poor people call you behind your back. So I could have Edward the Brave, and then like Edward the Masturbator. Yeah, yeah. I do, but see, with posthumous, <clears throat> you, do you think you just had to explain that quite a lot to people? You go, they go, I'm Ladislav the posthumous. Go, but I'm not. I'm still alive. Yeah, I'm called that. Don't worry, I've not. <laughs> I'm not a ghost. I just think there's more problems with that than I, it's, I've never encountered him before. Or maybe he was king of Bohemia in 1453. Are you sure it was today. posthumous? Are you sure it, it wasn't just because he's always just eaten some hummus? <laughs> he always had chickpeas around his mouth. So they're like, we're going to call you the Ladislav. But he was never hummus. eating. He was never eating chickpeas. No. But he always had. Them. <laughs> he always just he's a little bit in the corner of his mouth. Yeah. When is he eating these chickpeas? <laughs> <laughs> Observing you. <laughs> See that's the sort of that's the sort of pernickety approach to language that I've already seen uh, in Taskmaster Richard in the first two episodes. <laughs> very competitive, very competitive. Well, my the my, the worst thing without giving too this is a slight spoiler, but not too much. There's a task in the studio based on language and just naming words, and it's the fucking easiest thing in the world. And I and I just thought, great, I'm definitely going to win this. And I fuck up so badly on it <laughs> that, that I then I came out and 
And I, oh, I fucking, I went to Greg, I can't fucking believe this. And then from then on, he, he was, went on about me being furious and spitting and stuff. Because I'd, <laughs> I'd come off stage so angry with myself for fucking up this, the, the task that was basically designed for me. Uh, you know, oh, but anyway. Well, I think people remember you for those angry moments. Like I had a drawing task where I was on a team with David Baddiel in the studio and he was so useless. I got so angry with him and that's the thing I have quoted back at me most. And also in the last episode, I thought I was going to have a task taken away from me when I was the only one who did it right. And I was mid-rant and a fly flew past my face in the studio and I killed it and went, fucking fly! (laughs) And and that is the moment, 10 episodes in, where my fiancé turned to me and said, uh, oh, that's the first time I've ever seen you be you on television. <laughs> Imagine that. She's marrying me. I know. I find that I find that difficult to believe. In fact, I was going to talk to you about that. I find it hard. I've listened to you on that podcast about relationships. It's very the BBC mm-hmm. Sounds one. Um, uh, with Catherine Bohart. Uh, and Sarah Keyworth. Yeah, you'll, Sarah you'll Keyworth. do, it's called. It's a very good podcast. Um, it's very good, but I just found it very hard to believe you're in a relationship. <laughs> Why? I'm a nice boy. I don't know. I just think there's, there's, I just, and she seems really nice, your fiancé, and like a normal person. Yes. And I just can't, I just think I can't imagine you off. And I can't imagine you being with someone and being pleasant what? Okay, so just on, on a, ca- in a let's casual dig, basis. Let's dig down into that, Richard. So you can't imagine me being off. Is that what you say? Yeah. So yeah. you what? As in, like I'm always like ba 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 ba. Yeah, I just think you'll always be. So she'll say something, you'll go, ah, and you'll come in, you'll go for the jugular. <laughs> oh, you think? And just be trying to be, just trying to be funny all the time. Yeah, and I think yeah, I just think I can't imagine a real. I don't. I'm not saying you've paid an actor <laughs> to pretend to be your fiance. <laughs> But I just can't imagine someone who sounds so normal and pleasant mm-hmm. Cheers. Uh, yep. spending time with you and 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 praising you. For yeah, being, look, I'm very nice. Being great. Look, I don't compare our relationship. I'm not like <laughs> constantly asking her what she does and stuff and tearing into her life choices. You know, I I, I have moments where I relax. Okay. And then I'm so I'm basically I'm either hilarious or furious. Yeah. Those are the two. I can't, I can't see it. Um, <laughs> you've now got a new name. Your name's changed, and it makes you seem the most ridiculously posh man on earth. Yes. I mean, it was it was bad before. Your name before, which I'd never clocked, and I only noticed it because I went, fuck, I've never noticed that before, and then I wor- worked out, and then I realised what happened when I, after you'd had that podcast. Edward Stevenson Gamble was your birth name. Yes. Which is pretty bad. Yes. <laughs> But your name now, and according to IMDb, this is the name you were born with. Is it? Have they, they changed it on IMDb? Yeah, and it says his birth, he was born as, which is not true, Edward Stevenson Jameson Gamble. Yes, because... I mean, fucking hell. Uh, because... I mean, yeah, but look, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do what you're doing. And and, and she won't take your name because it makes her name seem ridiculous. She and has taken you're my take- name. So but she's not taken as her last name. You're taking her name. It doesn't seem ridiculous as a... A middle name. You've taken her surname as a as an extra middle name. Yes. So not a, we were supposed not a hyphenated. We were supposed to get married in April, and we couldn't because of COVID. So on the day we were supposed to get married, we decided to do a deed of COVID. COVID because, yeah, because you couldn't afford to pay her to pretend to marry you as well. And also, she's left me um, <laughs> because we couldn't get married. We decided <clears throat> to do a deed poll. Uh, and uh, add our surnames to each other's 
middle names, which is very romantic, Richard. It's just unfortunate that I now sound like a Victorian inventor. <laughs> Richard Keith Wilkins Herring. That's nice. Wilkins. I think some people you do Wilkins as a as a middle name. Catherine Joy Herring Wilkins. Well, as you well know, if you add Herring to anything, it sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, she still basically goes by Catherine Wilkins for any uh, professional yeah. things. Well, so if, that's it, what it is interesting. No, but it was an interesting discussion to be had about what you do, and that's so we did. Just, we did talk about it about whether she was going to take my name, and we only we did it only for the whole family having the same name deal. Yeah. That it's that that's that's kind of nice, but equally, I suppose it could have gone the other way. But no, no way. Well, I'm fine. leaving Herring behind. But it's like do just people can just do what they want, right? Yeah, it's weird. Can, on, yeah. It's it's weird either way when people are like, "You should definitely do this because it's a tradition," or the other people who are like, "If you do that, you are saying you belong to that man." It's like, no, just <laughs> do what you want. Oh, well. So, do you, is it because uh, I noticed you, 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 your website still lists some? You're basically doing a world tour. Yeah, yeah. That's been bumped. That you're doing in January, but it's not going to happen. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. We, we have we have pulled those dates. I just need to update yeah. the website. <laughs> okay. Have they been bumped on again, or have they just been? Have you? I just... think we're going to can them for now, and then uh, I'll be honest. I didn't really have a new show ready for them, so this has worked <laughs> out very well for me. Uh, it was going to be a lot of new material in Copenhagen, which <laughs> yeah. which wasn't ideal. Um, so I'm sort of I am trying to write a new show at the moment. Uh, so there will be a new show ready to go when gigs are properly allowed again. But it was sort of all over the world. It was like sort of hopping all over the world, really. This what, it was the Europe. Dates? It was Europe. So Europe. wasn't there a bit of American there as well? I thought. I saw no, it. no, I wasn't doing any proper American dates. I have I've done gigs in America, but normally five minutes to silence, which doesn't count as a tour date. <laughs> right, I'm going to ask you this question for the third time, and it's quite interesting. I think for the third time. Because previously you've answered it one way uh, and it's a religious-based question and I think the third time we'll we'll add a new element to it. Okay. Uh, Why hast thou forsaken me? I've asked you it in every podcast. Really? And I don't remember remember what I said the first first time. But you said the same thing both both times, more or less. More or less exactly the same thing, yeah. Did I give an answer or was it clear that I couldn't think of an answer so I tried to bump you onto another... Topic. I think it was, you know, it's not much of an answer, but it's the same. It was the same thing. Why hast thou forsaken me? Oh, I can't. I can't even think what I would have said. Do you think? Just do you feel? Do you feel like? Do you feel like I've forsaken you? Well, I I feel on this question you've forsaken me. So it'll be interesting to see whether you forsake me again a third time, and then if a cock crows when you forsake me a third time. I don't think I've ever forsaken you, Richard. I've always credited you as uh, as an influence and. Uh, as yeah. you've always been my influence as the uh, the worst member of a double act. That's it's very much been my vibe for my whole career. Uh, Good. Peacock and Gamble, and- Crosby and Gamble, Acaster yeah. Gamble. I'm always, I'm the bedrock of the double act, but not the flashy one. And just trying out a variety of different partners as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's- <laughs> You'll eventually get on to just doing it with puppets. Eventually, <laughs> that head of Greg Davis will. You'll be just sitting there with the head. Of Greg Davis going, I'll just do it with a puppet. Then at least I know where I am. But even the, I do it with a puppet, and the part I don't know what the puppet's going to do, and it surprises me. So the puppet is just 
it's the same as being in a double act. Yeah. Do you remember you were a big fan of Naughty Keith? Do you, do you remember that? I love Naughty Keith. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, but I think it is the same, which was a, a Peacock and Gamble. Uh, in fact, more uh, uh, Peacock than Gamble. Yes. They, we were both involved, but he was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always, but, you know, thinking about it, I've just always been. This is a conglomeration of my whole life. I was obsessed with all those shows as a kid that I'm I'm sort of lovingly referring to nearly everything. It's sort of back referencing to every single puppet show ever, basically. But I love things like uh, Be- Michael Benton's Potty Time, which you're too young for. Yeah, you've made but that, that you've just, made that up. Just no, Michael Benton. Just because look, Richard. Just because you're older than me, you can't just make up shit that didn't happen. <laughs> Michael Michael Benton's Potty Time. Michael Benton, who was in the Goons did a kid show which was like loads of things and one of it was just like tiny people going across sand that you couldn't see and just the sand flying up yeah so that's the main thing i remember but uh, i remember um, do you remember uh, professor willie's body burps as well that was a good one it's three you look it up classic it's It's michael benteen don't even know you don't even know michael benteen is that's how young you are um and you know all these things tis was uh the banana splits too young for it all these things i do Do i'm aware i'm aware of those uh, but that was so. All those influences were there, and so yeah, I did really. It was my favourite thing in Peacock and Gamble was Naughty Keith. Um, but I don't think uh, you know. I think um, there's not many ventriloquists on the on our circuit. There's Nina Conti, Nina Conti, and uh, Ray Peacock and Naughty Keith. Paul Z- Paul Zerdin. Paul Zerdin. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 quite quite mainstream, though, isn't he? He's Vegas it's, now, right? He is Vegas. Yeah. Whereas Nina's Nina's sort of experimented with the form. I think. Uh, Ian was was experimenting with the form a little bit in his own way, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've but you know, I, but I've always been very disparaging of ventriloquists. I, I, there was a episode of this where I said all ventriloquists are essentially sex offenders, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I stand by it. I stand by it. <laughs> yeah. But anyone else would have would have said that <laughs> as if to distance themselves. You've then gone. I think they're all sex offenders. I'll join their ranks. See how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw you at do, I've not seen any of your ventriloquism yeah. based content yet. You've got to see it, man. Obviously, you do a large range of things, uh, internet based uh, comedy projects. And when I saw a picture of you with that ventriloquist puppet, it's the first time I've thought, oh, he's genuinely lost it. <laughs> well, a lot of people think that. That's but... it. He's tipped. He's tipped over the edge. He's gone. <laughs> Have I? Well, that was it. Not the snooker. Not the stone clearing. The, the snooker and the stone clearing, I can see like, oh, it's just a lonely man. But the ventriloquist, I was like, oh no, that's it. He's he's gone potty. <laughs> he's gone Michael Benteen's well, potty time. <laughs> a lot of people feel that, but I feel that is the that's sort of the conceit of it. Whether, mm. but also the you know the exciting thing about it is it's difficult to know whether the conceit is overtaken reality. I mean, you can, it's you, about, can keep, it's about to... you can keep saying it's the conceit. You've said that with your last four podcasts. You've gone, well, it's the conceit is that I've lost it, you see. It's going to end up with you in a home rocking back and forth going, this is just the conceit. You don't understand. <laughs> Take this jacket off me. It'll all be part of it. It's good. <laughs> um, right. Let me see. what I'm going to ask you some emergency questions. There must be. There was, must have been some other stuff I was going to talk to you about. You've missed one of my podcasts, Richard. Uh off menu oh the fucking heavy metal shit the one. heavy metal one it's yeah, the one not... it's the one when my true love gets poured in i'm not interested in that lifers it's called lifers it's on spotify i interview uh old heavy metal bands who never got their due and talk about how they've been going for so long and how they've overcome all those hurdles 
Richard, you'd no, be very interested. It's, it's not even successful heavy metal bands, which I wouldn't be interested in. It's ones that didn't work out. Richard, it's people who've dedicated their lives to a creative career despite not finding success. It's so up your street. <laughs> they should grow up heavy metal. It's for children. It's pathetic. They're grown men. They should have a look at themselves and think what they're doing. Oh. Is, it, <laughs> is it good? It what's is your good. Favorite, what's your favourite heavy metal? What's my favourite heavy metal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love uh, Clutch. I've got a set list by Clutch there. You can't see it. Uh, Slipknot, I love. I love a lot of uh, UK metal, new UK metal, Venom Prison, Conjurer, Ithaca, Architects. Cheers. I talked about this on a recent podcast, but I was at Legoland uh, with my kids at the end of the summer holidays. And uh, there was, we went on this little boat ride around a fairy tale. It's like a little boat ride and it goes around different fairy tale scenes. And I saw a guy getting off, as we were queuing to get on, I saw a guy getting off that with a Slipknot T-shirt on, holding a sort of pink, <laughs> purple unicorn thing, having walked away, just been watching like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, kind of going. <laughs> and I just thought that sort of sums it up, doesn't it? That's, that's, that's life summed up right there, that guy. Yeah, he's, clinging, he's clinging on to the Slipknot <laughs> thing, but life, life catches up. It was good, and I respected him. Um, okay, let's 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 go in deep into the emergency questions. I have asked you a lot of emergency questions. Um, here's another one for Christmas. We're coming up to Christmas. Do you think if more people bought him Christmas presents, the devil might be less inclined to be evil? Uh, I think a lot of people buy the devil presents. I don't think the devil's stuck for presents. Like, think about all the sacrifices. Think about, yeah. like, he's got a lot of people around him willing to willing to give him stuff. I think he needs less presents, actually. He needs yeah. to learn what it's like to only have, you know, your personality. <laughs> I love the devil, obviously. Why do you think the devil is doing all this stuff? Because, like, like, he knows God definitely exists. That's That's something we don't have, right? So he knows God created the universe and God is all good and created everything, including him. And what what's in it for him to rebel again? He must know he can't win, sort of in the predictions in the book he's going to lose eventually. But he's not trying to win. That's the thing. What's he trying to do? Uh, just have the best time. He gets all, yeah, the, he gets all the best stuff. He lives in hell in all fire and stuff. Why is he living down there? If he's the devil, he should live somewhere nice. No, because he's, he's part fire, isn't he? That's how You know how some people are just, they're, like, they have the radiator on in summer. He's like that guy. He's an old he's an old man. <laughs> he needs the central heating on all the time. He's got the best life, the devil. Better than See, born I old think God. I studied uh, Paradise Lost at uh, school uh, and uh, Milton was obviously trying to write the devil as a, an unappealing character. But you come out of reading that going, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, yeah. It's pretty fucking, you know, you've got to admire him for, for sticking up for what he believes that strongly. I think I think there's something in it. I think the devil he could only rebel against God if there's something up with God, right? There has to be an issue with God that we're not we're not getting the news about that. Yeah. What do, what's God been doing? Yeah. And that the devil's upset with why would anyone hate God? God created them. He's nice, he's just, he's likes good people, supposedly. And then you go, Oh, I'm gonna rebel against that. Do you Something's think going on. do you think that's the next big the next big scandal, the next <laughs> the next big me too situation? <laughs> 
Well, like God's everywhere and he's watching everything, oh, so that's, yeah. that's bad enough. Dirty bastard. That's bad enough when that gets out. Um, have I ever asked you this? Now you're getting married, so you need one of these. Uh, which five celebrities are on your celebrity shag list, which is once you're in a committed relationship, you have a laminated list of five celebrities that if you happen to meet them and they want to make love with you, you're allowed to do it and your partner can't... Uh, I think we've uh, sort of um, lightheartedly had that conversation, okay. but decided it's probably not best. It's probably best not to really get a list in because I think work. We both work in entertainment, so the chances of meeting those people is slightly higher. Yeah. But then they have to like you as well, so you know. Yeah, true. But then you know that's it's one step closer, even being in the same yes. room as them. Um, so it hasn't worked out for me. I haven't got anywhere with any of mine. Who 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 are yours? I'm sure you've covered this um, ground. I, I've lost I've lost the page now. Uh, the ones who when I wrote this book, Rebecca from the CBB show Let's Play, which you'll will be watching, and if if you ever have uh, kids, hopefully you will. Fenella from the Fertiest Hotel, similarly. There you go. From yeah. CBBS. Amy Pond from Doctor Who, the character, not the actor. Yeah. The Gemma Chan robot from Humans, the robot, not the actor. Yeah. And Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> I see with a lot of those, what you've done is you've uh, picked people who you'd genuinely like to sleep with, but said the character so you can have them on the podcast without feeling weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know exactly I what you I think there. in both cases, I think the person won't be as... I've just got a feeling the person won't be as interesting as the character. So, And, you know, then it's at least a detachment because those two are impossible. And Whittacombe's unlikely. Fenella is actually a puppet. Yeah. But I met Fenella from from the Furchester Hotel. We went to meet them and the lady who operates it was very flattered by the fact that I fancied her. So she'd heard about the routine I do about her and was incredibly flirtatious. I uh, don't believe that for a second, Richard. But the woman, I'm not interested in the woman. I want the I want Fenella. She was like she was very flattered and joining with the joke, but she made Fenella nibble my ear while we were having a photo taken and it was one of the sexiest things that happened to me since. <laughs> Since I got married, you know that didn't involve my wife, at least. I mean, that's not hard, but you know, it was it was generally quite arousing. I don't think I had a furry. I don't don't think I've ever had that. I mean, you know, I I fancy most celebrities. Okay, they've all got makeup on. The lighting's nice. Yeah, get me in there. I mean, it's probably not a discussion to have just just before you get married. Or maybe it is. Maybe you should have that discussion just before you get married. Because she can, she's gonna have five as well. Yeah, I mean, her hers will all be weird though. Yeah, when she's, she's already told me, it's you. like it, hers are all. It's like Spock, but played by whoever. It doesn't matter who's playing Spock. It's the, okay, it's well, the character of Spock. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Spock. She's regularly said, "Oh, you're not a Spock type character." Okay. She sees me as more of a Kirk, and I think she finds that repulsive. <laughs> one of my one of Katie's is, and this might be why I didn't end up watching all of Lost. Is Sawyer from Lost? Is that really? He's, yeah, he's he's pretty hot. He's. Pre- I mean, I think I look enough like. You look a bit like Sawyer from Lost. Uh, if, yeah. If if when the plane bad. if when the plane crashed, he was squashed horribly. If I was my wife and I was with me and I fancied Sawyer, I would just squint a bit and go, "Yeah, that's yeah, it. that'll do." <laughs> that's it. That's what you've got. Um, no, that's I won't ask that one. Um, it's it's very in in keeping with. Oh, here's a good one. Are you a racist? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Good. Imagine if you caught people out with that question. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a racist? Oh. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. 
Uh, one more, and then we'll think of something else to talk about. Uh, this is a weird. Oh, yeah, yeah no, this, I get this it is now. always the point when you interview me that we get to the. We'll think of something else to talk about, and then you go <laughs> off on a rant about Harry Potter trivial pursuits. I'll get the fucking game for you. <laughs> Prove it. I've been at home now, so I can get it. It's not up here. Uh, who was your favourite gladiator? And I'm guessing I mean from the TV show Gladiator, but you're welcome to interpret it as... No, I, I fully interpret that as the uh, the TV show Gladiators. Okay. Look, it was when I was a kid. I'm probably quite route one. I loved Wolf. Wolf? I loved Wolf. But I think looking back, entertainment-wise, and I, he didn't last the full run of Gladiators, Shadow was amazing. Because in Duel, this stare he would give people was quite incredible. Yeah, that's true. Gladiator is a big show for me. It's like my dad, uh, my dad and my mum were separated, and my dad would come over on Saturday, and we'd hang out, and we watch Gladiators, and then Blind Date. That was the lineup of shows, and the Gladiators time was the best. We love Shadow, so good. Yeah, cool. I believe there was some. I mean, you know, I, I hope this isn't lie, but I believe there was some drugs issues with Shadow, which would explain the stare. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just him, Frank Boff, and Angus Deaton. Those yeah, the yeah. Sorry, yeah, the, the, the three. Those are the three. <laughs> Those are the three people on TV taking cocaine. I never took cocaine on when I was. I've, I've, I have had it subsequently, but when I was, I didn't. Not I only like twice or something, and I thought it's all right. Yeah, but, but your I, show was on what six o'clock ish. And the, yeah, well, I'm not going to take it. You're not going to take no, it. We, you don't take it at five, are you? Before and no, then... no, it was on. It was on at midday. It was on. Uh, we recorded this morning, Rich Not Judy, at twelve fifteen. Oh, well, there you go. Clock. Yeah, that's. You're not going to take it then, are you? Not before, but you can have it after. We what we did is we drank. Uh, we would do the show. It was very uh, stressful putting together the show. We were writing it in the week and then doing it at the weekend. We had some sketches on Sunday. I think we took Monday off. Sunday, we would just sit outside the lyric, uh, the uh, Riverside in Hammersmith. Drink. We brought in our own bottles of vodka because it was too expensive at the bar, and, <laughs> and drank vodka and Red Bull like a bottle of vodka each. I think we just drank. I got, I got so wrecked every Sunday. Oh my god! Because we finished at one o'clock and went, and then just drank what? all afternoon. I don't. I think that is less genuinely less of a thing now in entertainment, like the the amount of booze and drugs and things like that. Is it yeah. because was booze weaker in the nineties, or do you think people are more professional now? I think people are more professional. Yeah. I think it became to a point. I think there was a lot of cocaine going on. I never. I think it was one time someone asked me. A really pretty girl was asked me if I they said, "Oh, we we're going to take some cocaine. Do you want to come?" And I said, "No," because <laughs> I didn't. I was really scared about taking drugs. I think. I think we, I me and you it. both give off. Uh, no coke vibes because I know there's still that sort of thing that goes on in entertainment but no one's ever offered me and I've seen people go and all go off in little groups and no one's ever said Ed would you like to come and take some cocaine they look at me and go no he's not he's not going anywhere near that yeah so you know I I think I think I think it was a big thing in the night is think a lot of people were taking drugs and I think the fact that I wasn't taking drugs and was scared of taking drugs and quite judgmental about people taking drugs meant that I was excluded from quite a lot of important occasions. Yeah. <laughs> might have my career. But we did drink a lot. I mean, we all drank a, a lot. Um, and I just think it got to the point. But it's a bit, it's the same as being a student now. And But when I was a student, when I was a student, you'd, you know, it cost a couple of grand to be a student, you know, for, for the year. And then you could, you could go and piss up against the wall and, 
and make that up in a couple of years if you needed to. But now, with Edinburgh and with being a student, it costs so much money. You can't afford not to go and yeah. do it really seriously. So Edinburgh used to be basically my holiday. It was the only time I was, you know, got any got to meet anyone outside of the people I was working with. And it was the only time I, you know, really could cut loose and we we just found the money to have fun. But otherwise I was at home eating baked potatoes and, you know, talking to Andrew McKay and Stuart Lee about Star Trek, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't a very showbiz. And in the whole nineties, I was, you know, I spent a lot of weekends in the nineties, even when I was on TV, sitting at home playing Civilization Two on my own in my flat, which I, where I lived alone by that stage. So it was a very lonely time for me. I mean, now now that sounds like a podcast you'd do. Well, I, would, I have played Civilization on Twitch, but it's, it, I don't think it's people quite liked it. But yeah, um, I have given that a go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I wasn't very, I wasn't showbiz, showbiz. But like, the, I I feel quite angry about Frank Both being sacked. Now he's now he's dead. He had like a lot of, you know, the the, the kind of hypocrisy of all the people. I mean, it, it's the hypocrisy of all the people in all these situations who are just shutting up and not saying anything, or or conversely being very anti the thing whilst they're doing it themselves. Yeah, it just seems ridiculous to me that. Um, and Angus Deaton, really. I can understand Angus Deaton a bit more because it, it kind of damaged him as a satirist a little bit to to have been the... But why why does it matter if you're doing those those sort of things, which are... That's up to you, isn't it? That's not... There's nothing... Uh, it is... A, I was going to say there's nothing illegal, but it's... Yeah, it's it's a, a, it is illegal. It's, it's yeah, yeah, all the, all the drugs and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everyone's... What, the, thing, the thing with the internet has shown that sort of every... You know, in the... If you're in the... In 1990, you could do something. Oh, is that a bit... I wonder if that's a bit perverse, that thing I'm doing. And then you get the internet came on. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it really wasn't. It really wasn't. A, everyone is doing that, and B... No, it, that was not worth. So it's it's sort of human beings are very hypocritical, aren't they? Ed? Oh yeah, yeah. And that's but then for the those sacrificial lamb. I mean, some like there's a lot of people. Well, a lot of the ones didn't get caught and didn't get sacked who were doing the really terrible stuff. Um, but like it just seems, you know, poor old Frank Ruff, what, just because he like dressed putting on fishnet stockings and taking a bit of old uh, nose cocaines. There's so many of those who, yeah, the nineties, the, the the tabloid victims, and uh, Theakston was another one, right? Yeah, yeah, but he kind of ba- he bounced back, didn't he? But it was, yeah, you know, people. The, the reason prostitutes and sex workers exist is because people are paid to have sex with them. Yeah, there's a lot of people doing it. You know, they've spotted a gap in the market. Okay. They have. They've said I've got a gap in the market from the beginning of time. <laughs> anyway, I feel sorry for Frank Boff, and it was a good, it was a good joke though. Too many cokes. What do you think about that? Too many cokes. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Really, that could have been on TV. Couldn't it? Works. Well, you say you know you, you said it could have been on Mock the Week, and some of the absolute feces they put out for me on Mock the Week, it definitely could have been. I could I could do that on Mock the Week now. <laughs> Well, it's good, you know. It's, I'm glad he's died because it gave me an opportunity to do it again yeah. to, to a wider audience. And I'm and, sure, uh, I'm sure his family are very comforted by that. <laughs> Nesta Both, both his wife. I don't know if Nesta's still alive. There was uh, Al Murray uh, had tweeted, retweeted someone saying there was a, a teacher at school with a new class he didn't know very well going through the register, and he said uh, 
Ian Bow or whatever, and he said, "Oh, actually, it's pronounced Boff." He said, "Oh, what like the TV presenter who took uh, coke and with uh, with all the hookers?" He went, "Yeah, that's my." T- oh God. Well, I I went to school with uh, Leslie Grantham's son. Okay, and that was an absolutely awful day when all all that nonsense came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor kids are so vicious. Like they're yeah. Someone put the sun front page up on the notice board in the sixth form common room. And I seem to remember taking the moral high ground and removing that before anyone oh, did before anyone else came in, which is pretty good. But that Captain Hook thing was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but Leslie Grantham also murdered uh, someone. Well, you know, the, you know, so that's worse. And he it's actually not like that came murdered. out afterwards, right? <laughs> you know, people knew that and then hired him for EastEnders, so he can't. <laughs> so then it's a isn't it weird the way some people? That's it. That's a, oh, you know. Well, you know, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Taking a cane, you can never work it. Yeah. I murdered someone. Oh, oh for, come on. Yeah. Well, so you, you were protesting that at the time where you when they were like, oh, he put his finger in his mouth, and you're going, yeah, that was his trigger finger. <laughs> I just think, you know, he's allowed to do that. He's allowed to, 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 to... People are allowed to do stuff. Stop having to go to people about stuff they're allowed to do and have a go stuff. about stuff that they're not allowed to do. Yeah. They're bad stuff. Anyway. So if you tune in uh, uh, just after this Twitch for eight minutes, Richard will be masturbating. <laughs> if I want to sit here, pretend that I've left the camera on and masturbate, <laughs> knowing some some fat men in IT are watching me do it and slightly appreciate my technique. Uh, it's, they, they all these lot would love it. Oh, they'd yeah. All, you, they'd all be... The- it'd be the front row from the Lesser Square Theatre, wouldn't it? <laughs> We had to put a Perspex screen up on the live gig just to stop it. Oh, but the Bill Murray, right? Yeah, it was. The Bill I've, Murray, I've yeah. done a gig there too. The reflections off putting, isn't it? Well, I weirdly, having done so much of this, it's exactly like doing this because I'm I'm looking at a screen with my face on it yeah. all the time. I'm broadcasting, so it's just literally looking at yourself on a screen. But, going, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with it. But that I now. found doing stand up with a reflection right there quite disconcerting. Weird. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I do, you know, it was all new material, but in my head when I'm doing stand-up, I'm so good at act-outs and doing faces. <laughs> and then when I was actually doing it, I could see myself. I was like, oh, no, you look just blank and vacant after every punchline, just desperate, just staring at the audience, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. It's maybe why I've like a bit more. Yeah, well, thanks. You know, you've seen it. You've seen it. Check it out. Amazon Prime, Blood Sugar. Thank you. I'm glad uh, you've realised that's good. Well, you know, that's a nice... Maybe we should do that. <laughs> maybe we should just perform our stuff in front of a mirror from yeah. now on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we should do. Um, cool. Look, um, look, everybody should uh, download all your million podcasts. There's just... There's too many podcasts to listen to, Ed. That's the no, thing, but they're on a range. They're on a yours. range of topics, Richard. Yeah, so you don't going to listen. You choose the one you like. So I just ignored the heavy metal one because I thought that would definitely be shit. I, I actually think the heavy metal one. If you enjoy sort of, if you like the art of podcasting and uh, sort of documentary style stuff and interviews, the heavy metal one is po- possibly the best one because I had very little to do with how it's put together. Um, but it's there's interesting interviews and amazing stories. So Lifers, that's called. That's on Spotify. Well, I listen to two of your podcasts every week anyway. So I don't, I don't know if there's time to add. That's fine. You you don't have to do it. I'm letting your listeners. Once, ta- once Taskmaster's finished, I'm only listening to that to see what you'll slag off me about. I've slagged you off so lot, much on it already. A lot. It's a lot. I'm very uh, angry. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what I'm angry. I can't remember what... 
what I'm cross about. <laughs> I say I thought I was being not. I didn't think I was being that. I thought I was quite relaxed. There's a lots of things that I didn't take issue with. That, like there's a lot of injustice in those first couple of episodes, and it does get meted out. It's like VAR over the course of ten. But shows, I do. I, I to be fair, I back you when there is injustice. So I think you were you were really undermarked uh, for. Um, I'm trying to remember what's because magic the magic the magic you were undermarked definitely second and in fact I think there's something coming up in episode three which you are undermarked for quite vicious quite viciously I think Ham's a lot he's 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 against me but then he does it Daisy was I thought it was cruel that Daisy didn't get the points for getting the eggs very close to that pan I mean she got she got a bonus point right yeah she should have got five but she got at five points and we got zero that's the thing I see it and then in that one. Uh, I mean, this should, this is for the we'll talk about it on uh, Taskmaster podcast, but um, it's the the one where we did the treasure hunt. He gave five to the winners and four to us. And that's that was yeah. un, that was ridiculous. It's because unfair. he's uh, Greg is very sensitive when people on the internet lay into him and say he's not being harsh enough. So he always starts <laughs> the series by being quite harsh and yeah. then relaxes because he's a nice man. Um, but yeah, he... I feel I feel the ones I did well on that, that got disqualified throughout the series, where everyone got disqualified, which is the first task everyone got disqualified. I was sort of the best on that one. That was the you know I was first or second in that one. There's another one, one of the ones I was most proud of, um, and I got disqualified, and I was really and but I see I didn't. There is a point I can't remember what it's about where he says if I say anything again, he's going to take all my points yeah. away from me. <laughs> Have you seen that one? I don't think I've don't seen that whether... one yet, but he does but... that He does that a lot. And also, I think your major mistake is you are very funny when you're angry <laughs> and it makes Greg laugh a lot. So when you've got Greg laughing when you're angry, you know that it's, it's kiss of death for points. I thought I, you know, I thought I sat back, there was a lot really near the end, there's like a very contentious thing that happens, and I, so I, I thought, no, the Taskmaster says that's the case, then that's the case. And I didn't argue my corner. Yeah, but you know that's way more aggressive than even arguing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've crossed your arms like a little boy. You go, that's the case, that's the case. <laughs> It's a very good show. You should watch it if you're not watching it. Channel 4 on, you know, whenever you want to watch it, really, because you've got catch-up TV now. But Thursday at 9 o'clock, I do a watch-along with it as well. But it is just me watching it going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got much to say. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to do that every week, but I will probably do it tomorrow. Um, and, uh, yeah, good. Well, listen to all those podcasts. Is it going all right? You had a nice uh, oh, a lovely time. Night? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but... When all this happened, uh, it did make me think, oh, I'm really glad I sort of put quite a lot into podcasts initially. Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like it feels like it's paid off a little bit to have diversified because. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because people have well, panicked you know, and started I... podcasts now and it's like, we know what you're doing. Come on. We've been here. <laughs> well, it's the, the choice between not being, I mean, most comedians are completely unable to work. And even if they, you know, if you just come in and start a podcast now, it's not going to be a. Uh, uh, way of earning money. It's going, it might be a way of getting some performing in, but it's, yeah. you know, you're not, you can't launch something now and expect to, you know, it's you and I. I mean, obviously, I've been podcasting away longer than you before you even thought of the idea. Don't you but... even think about that, Richard Herring? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you've been podcasting. So when did you start? Two thousand and six. I get what. Well, well, it depends what you. I mean, obviously, Ian Boldsworth was podcasting. Just before you, 
Yeah, but I probably only joined him on a regular basis after you had started podcasting. Okay. So yeah, I think you beat you beat me. You beat me. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> but I started still, for ages as well. But it's still like thirteen. Life. Yeah, but it's thirteen. Yeah, years it's a long time. It's a long time of building up an audience. Yeah, exactly. Which has got us through this first lock, the first lockdown. The first lockdown. Let's <laughs> let's see what happens on lockdown two. By lockdown um, eight, no one's going to remember us. <laughs> But you know, it's the internet's good. People should get involved. Other communities should get involved. It's too late to save yourselves. But yeah. you heard, you heard it here first. Richard Harrington, the internet's good, and you should, you guys should get involved. <laughs> Give it a go. Give it a go. Twitch is good. Look at we're on TV. We're literally some people are watching this on TV right now, and we're on TV. Twitch. I mean, is, I know we're Twitch is on honestly TV. something I've not. I've not put a dipped a toe into yet, but it no. seems like a wonderful sort of wild west world of experimentation. Would I be it is because you can that? do stuff with ventriloquist dummies. I do an act with uh, one of the people in the one of the acts in the show is this wasp <laughs> that I found on my desk. That's become a character. <laughs> a new thing. I'm having a breakdown. That's the this thing little, with with new mediums is the, with new mediums is when it starts. There's a lot of shit. And then Brian was. it'll get narrowed down and the good people will start doing it. It's a hoary horse. <laughs> That's a witch's finger, witch's dick. That's oh. from the Stone Clearing Podcast. Oh, you're not well. <laughs> There's a Panini album of uh, the stickers you can get of me playing snooker in 32 personas. I've seen you advertising that. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Good. Right, let, I'm going to let you go back to your fiance. This, have a serious discussion with her about your lists. Yes. Decide whether decide whether you still want to get the nice thing about the wedding being postponed is you have a chance to think. And when I say you, I mean her. Yeah, she's had a really, about yeah. whether you really want to go through with it uh, because it's a big commitment, you know, and a lot about one in two of them go wrong. So and mine's going well. So that yeah. means statistically yours is yeah. you know. Oh, so yes. is it? It's between us, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. There's two people, and they're both married. One of them's going all right. All right. Well, I'm... yeah, I think it's going. You don't. You never. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in there. Well, actually, in there. She says she's downstairs recording a podcast. You don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I don't know that. She could be doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> she knows I'm up here behind my green. There's a screen in the way. She could be the other side of that screen. Yeah. Kissing. Kissing. She'll be kissing a, another boy and going and just going, don't worry, keep kissing me. Because uh, eight minutes after it finishes, he starts having a wank. Oh, it's always lovely to talk to you. You've been very respectful this time, and I appreciate that. Was I not respectful the last times? No. No. <laughs> you, put, you put loads of uh, stuff in my merchandise that was turning up for months. You put loads of I got well, I signed I signed a lot of your books, didn't I? Yeah, you did. And then every now and again I'd be in Cheltenham or somewhere and people go, What's this? <laughs> that was the key. You had to, I had to sign some and then put them right in the middle of the pile. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but luckily now it can't sell merch now because you know, there's no one to sell it to. And we even we yeah. was I can't go out there and touch them, can I? Not allowed. Can't give them things I've touched. Yeah. Full of COVID. That's, that's changed changed the world. All right. All right. Yeah, Hoary Horse says goodbye. See you, Ed. Bye, Hoary Horse. Bye, Richard. Bye, everyone watching. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We've got uh, Nell Scavell next week, who's an American scriptwriter who created Sabrina the Teenage Witch and wrote that uh, Simpson episode about the, I think, the 
one where he eats the um the chili. fish that, the fish that kills that he thinks is going to die the blowfish oh, i think she wrote that one that's great uh, and and work with uh uh gary shandling uh, and is fantastic, and it's a fantastic book. So come and watch that next week, and uh, download John Robbins talking to me, and get the extras at rahelisper.co.uk/slash three hundred in numerals. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Edward Gamble. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. <laughs>